You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joe Biden's definition of a recession, which we're not in, wink, wink, is legitimate. So we're going to be in the realm of make-believe this entire episode, because obviously we would never go up against the, the socially conditioned new normal that we're in. No, 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 no. We're, we're good people. We are, we are respectable, decent citizens you know, we're, we're all on board with the new agenda. We will own nothing and be happy. We will live in a pod. We will eat the bugs. And we will be happy. So let's, let, let's go ahead and jump into this realm of make-believe where we are in an actual recession. Something that we've been talking about on the show aggressively since the initial stock market crash in January of this year. Long time on the run listeners will know that we have been discussing this since Joe Biden was inaugurated in January of 2020, how to prepare for the Biden economy. We were discussing this even earlier in, I'm sorry, he was inaugurated January 2021. Sorry, the last numbers and dates and time, everything just seems like a figment of my imagination now. Um, Ever since early 2020, when the stimulus came out, when we went ahead and delivered checks to millions of Americans, we knew that eventually we would hit a point where there would be repercussions for our actions. There would be repercussions for closing down the world's greatest economy. There would be repercussions for printing out trillions and trillions of dollars. There would be repercussions for allowing these self-anointed elite to go ahead and dictate how regular people around the world can go ahead and live their lives. We knew there would be consequences every episode of the show in some way, shape, or form 
from the weird to the serious to the kind of out there to the mundane, everything has been trying to get you to open your mind and think, maybe, maybe I should be thinking outside the box. Yes, we're here. The recession is here. All the, all, all, you know, all the socially acceptable people stopped listening a moment ago because they don't listen all the way through anyway. The recession is here, and all the things that we've been talking about in terms of how to be financially independent, how to obtain financial freedom, how to build a barrier between you and the world so that when shit gets real, you have time to get, get by and figure things out. We've also been discussing how you won't just be able to survive, how to thrive in any market environment, in any uh, place on earth, regardless of who is in power, because we're different. If you've been listening to the show for more than a couple episodes, you're not normal. You know that something is up with the world and that you don't just want to be a passerby. You want to go ahead and be the main character of your own life. That the era of just being the average Joe who can live and get by in the world by being passive, that world is dead, for good and for bad. So I have gone ahead and I have continued to look at the resources, the news, the information, the tools, the products and services, such as our awesome affiliates in the show notes. So that way, you don't have to. You can thank me later. So I went ahead, Al Gore's Amazing Internet, and found a recent article from early July of this year. A self-made millionaire shares her top 18 recession money rules. Don't panic, she says. Prepare to borrow. I haven't read this, so this is going to be kind of an instant reaction. A lot of people are giving out a lot of really good advice. A lot of people are giving out really horrible advice, like that Bloomberg piece a few months back that said if you're uh, cat gets cancer, we'll put it down and don't shop at Costco and uh, live in a pod, eat the bugs, own nothing and be happy, all that, all that, you know, WEF bullshit. So I'm going to go ahead and read this article and we're going to go ahead and, uh, you know, just, just kind of respond to it. Now, for full disclosure, I'm not a millionaire. I'm not a financial advisor. You should not take anything I'm saying seriously. Everything here is for information and entertainment purposes. But if you're smart, which a lot of you are, and you've been listening to the show long enough, you know that the purpose of the show is to follow my journey to financial independence by the age of 38, to become a self-made millionaire, to become a person who's financially independent, and somebody who's semi-retired so I can work for causes and not money and live life with a degree of more freedom than I currently have now. And over the last couple of years, since we started on the run, I've tripled my net worth. I've built many more active and passive screens of income, and I have helped many of you reach the same goals through the show and through my coaching services. Last pitch, if you want to go ahead and book a consulting call with me for one hour, you can DM me anywhere. You can go ahead and check out my new website, heyremzo.com. It's just a chat form, so that way you can go ahead and send a request Let's go ahead and talk. You can also DM me on Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. You all know how to get how to get to me. 
I know because I see the comments and the messages. So if you want a consultation call with me to discuss how you can go ahead and get more financial freedom in your life so we can actually build a game plan to get you there within a 30, 60, 90-day period of setting actual phases that are realistic to your current conditions and experience. So that way you could live a little, a little better than you were now. Go ahead and reach out to me. So without further ado, and once again, if I hadn't mentioned this already, I'll go ahead and leave a link to the article in the show notes. You can go ahead and read this afterwards. Let's go ahead and get into it. A self-made millionaire shares your top 18 recession money rules. Don't panic and prepare to borrow from CNBC. Worried about your financial situation? Worried about, I I promise I know how to read. I went to college. Um, Worried about what your financial situation will look like in a year or even in a few months from now. With all the concerns about economic growth, it's reasonable to be worried about potential recession. Obviously, this was written in, uh, in early July before the actual GDP numbers came out and showed two months of straight decline. Uh, the key is to start planning now so that you're in the best position with your money. In the event that a recession does hit, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't help myself, in the next six to 12 months, I wonder if they wrote this article knowing that this would happen almost immediately and that this would get a million clicks. I I genuinely wonder. But anyway, as a business PhD and fintech entrepreneur who's run a multi-million dollar company, I urge everyone I meet to remember that a recession can provide opportunities to get your finances in order. To boost your chances of surviving an economic downturn, here are my top 18 recession money rules. One, build a 12 to 24 month emergency fund. Okay, right there, that's some bullshit. Um, I'll go ahead and read her reasoning, and then I'll jump into why. In a stable economy, experts recommend saving three to six months' worth of living expenses. But Catherine Vallega, a CFP and wealth consultant, suggests that workers aim for 12 to 24 months in case they get laid off. I do tend to be more conservative than many because I've seen three to six months of emergency expenses, and I don't think that's enough, she told CNBC in May. Uh, right there, there, there's a problem. And, and it even came before the first point. This is about surviving an economic downturn. Everything we do on this show, everything we've talked about on the run has not been about surviving. It's being about thriving. It's about achieving that dangerous freedom that you dream of in your lifetime. And what we need to understand is that this false idea of a normal economy doesn't exist anymore. Whether we're in a recession or not, we constantly have to go ahead and play more conservative, yet more aggressive at the same time when it comes to our finances. Now, the 12 to 24-month emergency fund, I think that's a great idea if you have so much excess cash that you just want to put it away. What we've seen with inflation over the past two years alone is that a giant chunk of your money that we knew was already evaporating over time because the government has printed away the value of the dollar in, in horrifying amounts, is happening at a faster and faster rate. Faster than you can save. Because then you have to question the buying power. Then you have to question a lot of things, such as what if that money that you put past a three- to six-month emergency fund, and I, I've always said just go six, don't, don't mess with anything else. Just go six. Wouldn't it be better if you were throwing it in the stock market? Wouldn't it be better if you were throwing it into other things? Because it gets to the point where saving isn't going to help you. 
And I, I've said in the past that, you know what your ultimately emergency fallback is if you lose your job? And I'm saying this from somebody who has had job losses a lot within the past five years. You know, whether I left, whether I was severance, whether I quit, what have you. The biggest fallback was my skills. The biggest fallback was active and passive streams of income outside of my regular nine to five. The last two positions I was in where I had to leave a job, I still had work. I still had money coming in. Not just money coming in from investments and other passive streams, but I would fall back to consulting, book sales, affiliate marketing. I think if you're going above six months, there needs to be a very good reason. But this 12-month to 24-month thing, like after about two months, if you're not doing well with money before you're even really having it tap into your emergency fund, just go get a job doing something. Literally, go be a cashier. Go deliver food. Go do something if, if you're at that point. Because to really tap into that emergency fund, man, I'm telling you, shit has to be really, really bad for you to get rid of that money. I see that emergency fund as as in what happens with my last employer, they forget to pay you on payday, which in my case was when rent was due. That's when I pulled out that money. Pulled out that money when an emergency bill came that I couldn't immediately put up the cash bill for, um, you know, because of a health reason, something like that. That that was when, uh, you know, a lawsuit comes for some people and you need the cash. Yeah, emergency fund should just should not just be, oh, well, I don't have my job, so I guess I'm dipping into this cash now. No, I would not touch that cash unless you have a very severe and urgent and immediate reason. Your ultimate fallback should be you. Your skills, your ability to generate money through active and passive means. Because at this point, if your money's not actively working for you, it's dying. I'm sorry, that, that's just how it is. So this 12 to 24 month emergency fund, yeah, good for millionaires, not good for the rest of us, especially if you only have one source of income. I've said this to people. Imagine, only, imagine running a business and having one client. Wouldn't you be stressed out? I, I couldn't do it. No, a lot of you can't do it. Uh, that's why I think her point one of 12 to 24-month emergency fund, unrealistic for your average person. Uh, number two, minimize high-interest debt. Bam, I agree with this one. Completely agree. See if you can negotiate your credit card interest rates by calling your card issuer. Think about how you can make a strong case. Maybe you've been with them for a long time or have a good history of on-time payments. If a rate reduction isn't an option, consider transferring your debt to a lower interest rate card. Or you can consolidate your debts to lower your monthly payments and help free up capital that may be needed in the event of an emergency. Well, then again, if you have the three- to six-month emergency fund, I call it the Ramsey method, you won't have to worry about that. That, that. that last part doesn't even doesn't even pertain to you, especially if you've got the year to two years of cash just on hand. Oh, what, what a luxury that would be. I wish I had rich people problems. <laughs> um, three. Uh, yeah, don't, don't agree with this one. Prepare to borrow money. During a recession, many people need to borrow money to get through difficult times. And that's okay. But when interest rates are high, lenders will, be, will, will take a hard look at your credit score, making it difficult, if not costlier, to get approved for loans. So create a plan to boost your credit score. Make payments on time and keep balances low because those are the most important factors when it comes to building credit. 
I, dude, the last time to ask for more food is when everyone is starving. And I say this, uh, having had to borrow money from friends during the first few years of the Trump economy when everything was apparently great, and it wasn't that great in certain parts of the country, I'll be honest, because, yeah, you could say you have a million new jobs, and I'm just pulling that number out of thin air, but if it's just a bunch of janitor jobs and delivering food, you know, you have the upward mobility ladder, but sorry, sometimes you're working at GameStop, being a best-selling author with a college diploma and a security clearance, uh, like I was. And I borrowed money then, and it doesn't feel right. And I paid an uh, incredibly high interest rate that I offered to pay a friend because it already felt awkward. So just don't. Like, the last time to feed, to, the last time to argue over food is when everyone is starving. The last time you want to ask to borrow money from a friend or family member is during a recession. That's a horrible idea. Number four, keep your credits account active. Yeah, yeah, I agree with this one. Uh, now is not the time to panic and cancel your credit cards. The age of your accounts is a factor in your credit score. Even if you transfer balances, keep your credit cards open. According to Equifax, credit scores from 580 to 669 are considered fair. 670 to 739 are considered good. 740 to 799 are considered very good. And 800 and up are considered excellent. Number five, if your mortgage is close to term, renegotiate now. Yep, agree with that. Um, the average 30-year fixed mortgage rate has nearly doubled since last year. No one knows for sure if the highest interest rates will rise, but locking in a lower interest rate can protect you if they do. So what we do know now is that interest rates did rise. As of the time of this recording, they did. Um, so yeah, renegotiate if you have to. Number six, you have a low-interest mortgage debt, stay put. I don't have an opinion of this one because I don't, if you have a low interest mortgage debt, stay put. Let's read this one and really think about it. Many people believe that paying off debt during a recession is a smart idea. It is. But I don't advise that. I wonder why. It may be better to make minimum payments and keep the cash accessible. No, because this contradicts a whole bunch of stuff. What if you run through the emergency fund? Huh? What if your credit's bad? You got to pay off the credit card. What if you renegotiate your, your mortgage and you can go ahead and pay it off faster? This is a weird hypothetical. Keep the cash accessible. No, I mean, just who, who, who is this advice for? Like, this is for the worker class with the one income who will own nothing and enjoy it, eat the bugs, live in the pod, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, I don't like this. Why? Because if the worst does happen and you end up losing a source of income, the money you've saved can help recover expenses until you regain financial stability. No, no. Kill the debt. Kill the debt, man. Kill the debt. Save the future. Go through the hard time now to, to you know, pay, your, pay yourself off later. No. Especially when they're printing money. Come on, man. Don't, don't lose more to this. Pay off that mortgage. Just, just pay it off. Number seven, buy in bulk if you can afford to. Yes, obviously this person disagrees with the Bloomberg article from a few months ago where they said that uh, Costco can't help you. As on-the-run listeners know, Costco is your friend. Buy in bulk if you can afford to. Anything that has a cost savings today that you'll need to use in the future will save you even more money later on, especially if inflation continues, which it has, which it is. 
Non-perishable staples like toilet paper, toothpaste, shampoos, and soaps, or even canned foods make great bulk purchases. And trust me, if you're in the Martinez household, you know that we never go below a certain line when it comes to toilet paper. If you know, you know. Um, opt for frozen produce. If you always buy fresh fruits and vegetables, consider buying frozen. Often products found in the freezer section are just as healthy, will keep longer, and cost significantly less. Yeah, that's true. Um, I still buy from a co-op. I still buy fresh fresh vegetables. Um, I go to a, a farmer's market where I get incredibly fresh and organic food for incredibly uh, inexpensive amount of money. So there are other ways, but yeah, I, I prefer, you know, like, uh, I like Brussels sprouts, which may shock many. I like Brussels sprouts. Uh, you know, I always have a bag of uh, frozen frozen spinach. I think frozen spinach is great. Uh, frozen corn. I mean, yeah. I'll, I'll, who who is this surprising? I think most people already know that frozen food is cheaper. I mean, frozen frozen vegetables are cheaper, and if not, usually, you know, just as just as healthy and are smarter long term. Especially if you like to have a packed freezer like I do. Um, by the way. I, I went ahead and bought a whole thing of Omaha Steaks, and Omaha Steaks is not paying me to say this. I bought a whole freezer load of Omaha Steak stuff. It was a $250 value of meat, and uh, I, because it was a promotional deal I got for 99 bucks. my gosh, my, my wife and I got those Omaha Steaks sirloin burgers. Delicious. Uh, this week, I think we're doing the, the pork sirloin. Oh, just filled my freezer, lots of meat for about a couple months. We're going to be enjoying it. But yeah, opt for frozen produce, sure. I don't know why this is... Who <laughs> who had a problem with frozen produce? Who 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 is this really surprising? This is... I mean, it's not bad advice. It's just, it's just generic. Uh, which is funny because of the next one. Buy from generic brands. <laughs> Items such as garbage bag... Garbage bags, light bulbs, paper, makeup, shampoos, pet food, canned food, and other grocery groceries can often be... Uh, purchased at a lower cost and generally offer virtually the same products. Everyone knows I love me some Dr. Thunder. <laughs> Dr. Thunder. I haven't bought Pop-Tarts in a year. I buy toaster pastries from Aldi. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why people shit on generic brands. They're usually just the same thing. They At Aldi, they have literally Ben & Jerry's ice cream, and it's right down to how they do the labels and everything. So I actually bought what I thought was like $1.25 Ben & Jerry's pints, and later, as I actually looked at it, I realized it was some off-brand Aldi generic label. And I'm like, oh, my God, you've literally stolen everything from Ben & Jerry's down to the taste. It's amazing. I'm not supporting communism. And it tastes great. And it was super cheap. So, yeah, buy generic. I'm totally a fan of that. Uh, number 10, consider the cost of gas. If you are shopping or running errands, calculate how you can make multiple tasks in one outing and some multiple trips. Okay, this is consider your cast. That's not smart. That's just that's just that's that's generic. That's more generic than the generic brand point. Of course, you should consider gas. If you're not a Costco or Sam's Club member, taking taking advantage of gas right now, I don't know how you're how you're getting by. I fill up. We've got two cars. One that takes premium. We drive the one that takes premium on the weekends. We drive my hybrid during the week, and uh, we fill up each car once a month. And we fill up usually around the time we get to half a tank, and we exclusively fill up both our vehicles at Costco. So yeah, uh, eleven. 
Build your <laughs> build your emergency fund before you invest in the dip. No shit. Don't start investing for long term until your emergency fund is set. Well, it's it, you're pushing it off more if you're going for a year to two years of just cash that's deflating in a savings account, which is paying you, you know, point zero one percent a year. Come on, man. That's just saying don't be an impulse buyer. Don't start investing for the long term until your emergency fund is set. A loss of income can plunge you into debt, and high interest debt can counteract investment returns. This is all basic finance. I hope you're all understanding that this millionaire advice is all basic finance. This comes from Dave Ramsey. This comes from myself. This comes from anyone that has taken an Econ 101 course. Ah. Anyway, uh, the, uh, skimming this next one. I'm going to agree, but I hate, the, I hate the example they use. Number 12, invest in recession-proof industries. Fear of buying the wrong stock can be mitigated by investing in established, well-known businesses. Investors may want to consider sectors that generally do well in economic slowdowns, such as consumer staples, utilities, and healthcare. Um, she's about to reference Jim Cramer. Never listen to Jim Cramer. Uh, in June, CNBC's Jim Cramer told Mad Money viewers that during a recession, his advice is to buy tangible stocks. You want to own companies that make real things and do real stuff and turn a profit uh, in the process. Well, that's true, but could you have found somebody better than Jim Cramer, please? In another segment, he said food stocks can become recession-proof safe havens. Some of his favorites, are uh, he added, are General Mills, Kellogg, and Campbell Soup. Thirteen, look for negative correlations. Agreed. I agree with that. Diversify your portfolio by buying asset classes that have low or negative correlations in pairs. This can help minimize the amount of money you lose in the short term if stocks continue to dip because one asset class uh, will tend to go up in value while the other goes down. Okay, here's, a, here's an example of a correlation. If stocks go down, gold and silver and precious metals go down. If stocks go down, what else also goes down there than gold and silver? Crypto goes down. That myth that crypto was the ultimate hedge, uh, not necessarily true. Not necessarily true. Stocks go down, crypto goes down almost immediately. Uh, one thing that has not been hit super bad, real estate. Which, quick plug, if you would like to get invested into a private real estate investment trust, please, you've heard me talk about it. it I feature it in my newsletter all the time. Fundrise. I started investing in Fundrise when I did my How to Prepare for a Recession, How to Prepare for a Stock Market Crash episode in, um, in January. I started investing in Fundrise then to get me um, exposed to residential real estate, commercial real estate. Uh, I've been dollar cost averaging my contributions every month. I've been getting good dividends. My portfolio has increased while everything else that I invest in has gone down because of what's going on in the economy. You can go ahead and join Fundrise today. Go ahead and join by clicking the link in the show notes, and you get $50 when you deposit your first 50 So you get 100 bucks for just investing $50. Get exposure to real estate today. One of the only hedges against bad economic downward spirals in the economy that we're in. I know because I'm seeing it. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just trying to be a savvy investor. Um, 14, uh, and this is true. This is what we talk about all the time. I think it's one of my favorite points here. If you are considering a career change, look for recession-proof positions. Although no job is completely safe during a recession, uh, certain jobs, such as essential services, offer more... Con- offer more security unless unless 
You are deemed non-essential during the next lockdown, and you will own nothing and be happy and eat the bugs and live in the pod and yada, 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 yada. If you hear stuff in the background, that's my dishwasher. Because I'm a man of the people. I don't have a studio. We're right next to my kitchen. You hear that? The soft, soft, soothing sound of my dishwasher. <sighs> Tranquil. Tranquil. Uh, think of jobs like medicine, teaching, law, accounting, public safety, utilities, waste management, and other jobs that keep society running. Like delivering your groceries. I find it so funny that the people in Crystal City, where I lived outside in Fairfax, Virginia, they were the people that were like, we need to lock down until they make a vaccine. Nobody should be outside. But they were sending poor people out to go get their groceries. Yeah. Yeah, those people could be exposed. The essentials. Essential then, unemployed now. Uh, 15, my, one of my favorites, is, is probably number one. Create additional sources of income. One of the biggest risks of cons- that consumers face during a recession is loss of income. Pad that risk by taking on an additional job. You can find a second hourly job with flexible hours like bartending or waiting tables, two occupations that have a lot of openings right now. Or you can sort of side hustle through gig apps like Uber, TaskRabbit, Instacart, Rover. Uh, those are all great. You all know, if you don't know this by now, now you know, Hustlers University teaches you how to make money online from your couch on your own time. For 50 bucks a month, you go ahead and get access to um, courses that have already been made and communities that are working with verified millionaire professors who are expert in these fields to constantly add new information, resources, and updates. You get uh, courses like uh, e-commerce, copywriting, stock analysis, crypto trading, affiliate marketing, and so much more in Hustlers University. Go ahead and join using the show notes today. I'm not just a person who likes to talk about it. I'm a person who's also been a student for close to a year now. So Hustlers University, learn how to make money from anywhere in the world according to your own terms. Link is in the show notes to join today. Uh, They also include renting out your property, even a vacant room in your home, either to, to a tenant or through a vacation agency is another way to make predictable stream of income. Vacation agency, you mean like Airbnb? Why would they say that? Okay, 16, resell your stuff. Secondhand sellers thrived during the Great Recession. Sell items you no longer use uh, to secondhand stores. To cut out the middleman, you can post items online on commerce marketplaces like Poshmark, eBay, or Kijiji. My, my wife likes Poshmark. What we've been doing is we've actually, and it's also because she, she moved from Maryland to Wisconsin after we got married. We've, now since it's two people in this one-bedroom apartment, um, we have been donating a lot of clothes, so I'm going to have, and we've been donating them to Goodwill, so I'm going to have a lot of write-offs. I'm pretty sure I could have sold them and made some money now, but, you know, uh, we're going to be filing jointly for the first time. I'd like to have some stuff to deduct. Um, 17, enhance your market value. Bam, this is in the top five points right here. I don't know why this is in number 17. They should have, they should have, of course, I always want to do things my way. I think I'm smarter. Maybe I'm not, but, yeah. My show, my rules. Enhance your market value. Improving your skills or enhancing your education will make you more marketable during a tight job market. Sign up for classes, take workshops, volunteer. The soft and hard skills you pick up will add plenty to shine to your resume. The best thing I did for myself this year when I wanted to switch jobs to work from home and make more money and do something I enjoyed was I went ahead and took a bunch of free classes. 
that offered industry that offered industry respected certifications. Since I'm a digital marketer, I went through HubSpot, got stuff in email marketing, content marketing, um, social media marketing, um, a whole bunch of stuff there that helped pad my LinkedIn and my resume. I also took courses that were free through the eMarketing Institute, affiliate marketing, blogging. Uh, e-commerce, uh, web analytics. Uh, I got a free LinkedIn marketing fundamentals one as well. So, I mean, while I had the skills, it also helped me to get a little extra, you know, certifications to really show people I was up to date, constantly developing, and I know my stuff. And those badges look good on LinkedIn. Uh, 18, don't panic. Recessions don't last forever. Very true. Very important to remember. If you lose your job or your income changes, you may have to cut back significantly or spend your emergency fund, but you can always recover later. Since 1900, the average recession has lasted 15 months. Well, I think like half of these were really good. Uh, A quarter of them were just super generic, and then like one or two were just bad. But those are just my opinions. Well, folks, don't want to bore you anymore. Final thoughts. It's here. If you've been listening to the show for more than a minute, you know that we've been preparing for this for a while. Um, I don't want it to seem like an I told you show moment. This is just how things work when you do what they did a couple years ago. And, um, you know, I, I'm starting to feel the pinch like everyone else. Uh, it's not hard, but I'm incredibly blessed because I prepared for this and hopefully I've helped some of you prepare for this so it doesn't have to be bad. So that way we don't have to just survive. We can thrive because what we're going to see is another great wealth transfer. What we're going to see is that the world is becoming tighter and smaller. What we're going to see is that there are going to be people during this situation who are going to lose opportunity and lose money while others gain it, while others benefit from it. So the only choice here is who do you choose to be? To live life according to that dangerous freedom you dream of or to fall victim to circumstances outside your control once again, knowing that there were some ways that you could have gone around some of it so it could suck less. So maybe there could be something better on the other end of it. But what do I know? Just a schmuck. Hopefully... I've helped a few of you along the way. But that's all she wrote. As always, remember to W. Martinez. Please, if you haven't already, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you're listening to the show across Outdoors, amazing internet. Costs you nothing, but long amount of time. It's everything to me. It helps keep conversations and stuff like this out there. As always, be safe, be good. For those of you listeners who know my background a bit, you might remember the stories of my first few jobs after college. From being a mall cop to selling makeup door to door, I realized that I had skills that were being underutilized and that these minimum wage jobs couldn't support me or last forever. I spent years going through YouTube, reading books, listening to podcasts, and taking enough online courses to reinvent myself as a professional copywriter and digital marketer. Years later, thanks to my side hustles and drive, I've worked with national news outlets, multiple 
multi-million dollar tech startups, nonprofits, and celebrities to build their brands and drive sales. None of this could have happened if I didn't develop in-demand skills. I had to do this alone, but you don't have to. You have Hustlers University 2.0. Hustlers University 2.0 is a community where you can learn real skills to earn money online today, starting with side hustles you can use to elevate your game. I'm not just an advocate for Hustlers University. I'm also a student. Every professor is verified to be making 10K to 500K monthly in their selected field. You get full resources, lesson plans, and an active community of thousands of other Hustlers University students working on skills such as stock analysis, cryptocurrencies, e-commerce, copywriting, which was my favorite course, one I actually went ahead and took last month. And as a copywriter of seven years, I even took a ton out of that, including some of the resources I was able to take over to my day job. You also learn freelancing, financial planning, affiliate marketing, business management, and so much more. If you're tired of depending on a boss who hates you to deliver your paycheck or have learned since the lockdowns that controlling the source of your income is vital to your individual freedom, sign up for Hustlers University 2.0 today using the link in the show notes. I'll see you there.